We are touching the hearts of our seniors for the 12 Days of Goodness on the Answers for Elders podcast network. Get to know what we're up to this season of 2021. And welcome back, everyone, to Answers for Elders Radio on this 12 Days of Goodness special edition of our show. And again, we kicked off yesterday at the North Shore Senior Center. Um, This week, we are headed to many locations. And if if you are a senior and listening to the show um, and live in, you know, the greater Puget Sound area and want to attend one of our events to connect with a senior and you're vaccinated, um, and w- willing to wear a mask, we would love to have you join us at an event. Um, again, you can go to 12daysofgoodness.com. You can mention events and um, go click on events and you will find our schedule right there. Um, so in the meantime, um, I just so you guys know, we will be in Fife on Monday. Um, that's our next event. So that's a very exciting um, program that we're going to be doing. And Hillary Butler and Alonzo Mitz will be at that location. So that's very exciting. And so I am here today with Yolanda Morgan, who is the president of the Central Council of the 44 Chapter Strong um, Official Booster Club of the Seahawks, the Seahawkers. And Yolanda, I'm so glad you're here to share this hour with us and talk about kind of how our seniors have made an impact. And of course, we talked about the earlier days in our previous segment, but I want to move forward now a little bit more to um, 2017. It was October of 2017. There was a special election and um, and uh, there was a special acknowledgement of a 20 year anniversary from 1997. There was a special election. There we go. I got that right. Um, <laughs> And that means that a great group of people voted for a stadium and our Seahawks were saved. And that's quite a powerful story. Um, I remember Norb Kawili did it, um, a whole film on it, um, talking about the story of how the team got saved. And a lot of it had to do with two leaders that took the bull by the horns. They found a new owner and Paul Allen and, all of a sudden this new stadium was built and it was a close election, but I am very confident that our seniors who are here today are part of that effort. They voted it in. So Yolanda, what can you tell us about that time? Well, it was actually, uh, now I'm thinking about it, it was 87, 1987 was when that 87. Election. Okay, yeah, there we go. And of course, it was during a time when, um, I mean, at the time when this was all happening, you know, uh, Bering was, of course, uh, bearing mm-hmm. the previous yeah, owner, he was secretly taking our team to California mm-hmm. <laughs> and trying to, of course, uh, take them away and start the team up down there. Um, overnight, you know, trucks had come in and basically packed the team up and they had moved the team down to the California area. And at that time, Mark Collins was actually a huge proponent, of course, against this whole move and had rallied and made a campaign, SOS, Save Our Seahawks, in regards to this, and had actually um, had posted these signs all along the roadway from where the training, where the training facility was for the team, so they could Mm -hmm. all see. They were in Kirkland back then, right? Well, yeah, they were, but when they, true, and then what he did was he also, to get Paul Allen's attention, 
he actually put the signs like from outside his house, I believe, and then mm -hmm. out. Yeah. And then all the way out to our training facility at the time, which was Kirkland, so that he could see that, you know, he basically kind of plant the seed and trying to get him to get involved. And however way he got involved, he did. And then, of course, got behind the team. And of course, at the end, as we know, he ultimately saved the team. Um, but Mark and he was, I know, accompanied by Kurt Warner um, mm -hmm. also at one of the town meetings. Um, there's footage, of course, in the documentary that Norpka Wheelie put together. It's about 45 minutes long. And it's absolutely, I mean, you, you've got to watch it. If you haven't seen it, you've got to watch it. And I know it's on YouTube. Um, but to see how that all unfolded and how our team actually got to stay, you know, in Seattle where it belonged and the work mm -hmm. they put into it to, to mm -hmm. keep the team here was wonderful. And of course, having Paul Allen now at the helm um, was why I think our team, the makeup of our team is the way it is now. Mm -hmm. um, he, of course, as we know, he's a huge philanthropist. He instilled that throughout the organization. Um, everything was about community. Everything was whatever the Seahawks touched. It had to, it had to put back into our community and yeah. not only in our community, but also worldwide. That yeah. was just the type of man he was. Um, and so when he, when he passed away a couple of years ago, it was a huge loss. Yeah. I remember um, reading um, something about Paul Allen and he didn't buy the team just to win games. He bought the team to create a winning culture in the city. And to him, it was about winning as a overall community. And um, part of that was um, the reason why he put up half the money for the stadium was because he wanted the, um, you know, he wanted the fans to co-engage. He wanted engagement. He wanted people to care enough to put something together to make it work. And I think one of the things that he did so very well, and I think that's, that's really um, why we are who we are, mm -hmm. is that he brought in an incredible amount of uh, not thinking small. You know, I want to say globalism. Um, he, he talked about, you know, I remember there was so many things that, you know, I mean, the fact that we have international chapters to me with Seahawkers, a lot of that is due to the culture that Paul Allen helped create because he was such a global figure and he did so much and, and he brought in that kind of culture within the Seahawks. And I Very think much. that is really um, something that, um, you know, I think Jody is keeping forward, which I love. And um, I'm glad that we are still, you know, our team is still owned by um, his foundation and at Jody at the helm, because I think that has really been something that has been part of that. Um, and of course, two individuals that led that effort that we have to recognize. One is Mr. Mark Collins, who was all over the media and he hated being on the media. I have begged Mark to come on the show and he won't come on the show. He always sends Norb or somebody he else. He hates doing Zoom meetings. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. and he doesn't like it. Yeah. Uh, um, but the other um, person, of course, was our Mama Blue. And her yeah. Mama Blue was absolutely one of the pivotal people that helped keep this team here. And you know, in every single case, other than us, we are the only team 
that rallied to fight an owner from taking a team away to another city. And we were the only ones that succeeded ever in history. And when you look at that, that is pretty phenomenal. And we really owe that to, you know, the fans that came earlier and those, you know, 1987, you know, when you do the math, you know, those seniors that are right now in our living amongst us are the ones that voted in our stadium. They voted in the fact that we have this team to begin with. So as we look back and say, how do we say thank you? This is something that I think, you know, the more and more I think about what, um, what happened in those days, because back in those days, we rarely won games, <laughs> you know, we it's were true. not a top team, but no. we were there just to be there. We yeah. were there just to cheer on the team, whether they won, you know, won or lost. And I think this is part of, you know, when they're, when the team is struggling this season, um, you know, I really witnessed kind of a, a titled, entitled, spoiled attitude amongst a lot of the fans that are saying, you know, fire everybody because, you know, they're going through a rough patch. And I'm going like, you know, here's the thing. It's like you guys didn't even know what kind of culture we had. You have no idea, you know, in our first few seasons, they never, you know, they would, it would be rare. They'd maybe win four games out of a season, right? But we were thrilled to have a team. We were thrilled to have a culture and, a, you know, a place on the map. There's so much we have to be grateful for. And that's something I think that we can all think about this season, um, that we've had challenges. And yes, we're coming back and we all, you know, but we've had some roadblocks. And right now, you know, with Jamal out for the season, um, yeah. it's going to be a challenge. And so obviously understanding that there's ebbs and flows with every single team out there. This is not our year, but guess what? It, it, you know, our years will come back. And that's the thing I think that's so powerful about what we've experienced this season, because it reminds us really what to, truly to be grateful for. It's not just about a scoreboard. And as like Pete Carroll talks about, it's just football, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and he's like, it's like, there's so much more to this than a football game. And I, I think this is where the Seahawkers come in because you guys really are so much more about, you know, than just football. Yeah, so. we are. We, we are. And I got to admit it to it. And I've got to, I've got to add to that. You know, it's, it's true that, you know, many of these fans who are so quick to like throw our, our team, our head coach, our quarterback under the bus, you know, they need to understand that, whoa, 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 you know, it's like, hey, yeah, we've had our winning years, but you're also going to have to take the, the losing time as well. And I see this as like more of a rebuilding time. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, we're trying it to put things out still, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. come on now, we, we do have, I mean, teams, and this goes with anything and everything, you're always going to have ups and you're always going to have downs. You are every year. You have sure. to, you have to take one or the other. Now, if, if you're only looking for a winning team, then it's like, that's totally unrealistic. Seriously. I'm like you sitting know. here going, you can <laughs> complain and you can yeah, be angry and you can throw a fit, yeah. you know, that yeah. things didn't go our way, but 50% of the time you could win 50% of the time you could lose, you know, that's just how the game is. So, and the fact that we have the opportunity to have a team at all, we should be grateful oh, and totally. we should be grateful for all the things that our team does for this community. And because of that, um, 
I want to go into our next segment and talk a little bit about 12 Days of Goodness, specifically why we do the program and um, why we're so grateful for the Seahawkers. So in the meantime, if you're interested in being a part of the Seahawkers, please, everyone, go to www.seahawkers.org and just become a member. It's super easy. And what is it, like 20 bucks, 25 bucks? What is it? Yolanda. It's 15 as an individual and a family of four living under the same household. It's 25. Well, there you go. $15 for one or 25 for a whole fam- family. So anyway, we are very excited to have you um, with us. And Yolanda will be right back right after this. This podcast was brought to you by our sponsors, Humana and Care Partners. We are so grateful for your sponsorship as well as all the senior providers that came forward to make our events happen over the 12 days of goodness. To each and every one of you, have a happy holiday season 2021. Hi everyone, this is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond, I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.